When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. So in this video today, podcast, whatever you want to call it, I want to take some time to talk about the European Union and not just this issue that's going on with Italy. I think this has much broader ramifications as the title of this video suggests. You know, I strongly believe that what's going on right now has some greater ramifications for the entire continent. And I do believe that there is a, a larger and larger rift forming between the the European Central Bank, EU, that kind of, you know, the, the, the big proponents of the EU, and those that are looking to potentially, I don't know, leave the European Union, or, or just maybe what you'd call Euro-skeptic, okay? Um, people like like those that, that voted for the Brexit vote in 2016, uh, the, the two big populist parties in Italy that, that are gaining... Um, more and more power and and, th- and these populist nationalist movements whatever they are they take different shapes and forms throughout the continent um i i, I don't think it's a story that's going to go away anytime soon i think a lot of people try to link this to oh well you know these 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 populist parties they're they're just alt-right or far-right groups you know they're, they're just more or less you know uh, kind of this Trump faction right they, they tried to relate it to the 2016 u.s election but I'm not convinced. I mean, sure, there are some similarities between, you know, for instance, like a, uh, what's her name, Marine Le Pen in, in France, or or, or maybe, um, no, I forget which one, which, there's there's the League and the Five Star Party. One of them is maybe a little bit closer to, to being aligned with maybe a Trump or more on the right side of things. But, but no, I think it's two different continents, two different sets of issues and populations. I think it's much, much more complex than that. Now... I do want to start off by talking about Italy, though, because because I think what's going on there right now is it, 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 it um I guess how should I say this? It has a lot of implications for the rest of of the European Union. What happens there? Obviously, you know, one of the things that we have to keep in mind here is that as much as Italy wants to leave the European Union, as much as they are not a fan of of the the European Central Bank, and by Italy, I should be saying the current people in power, the the two big populist parties, um, right now, Italy is pretty dependent on the European Central Bank, right? The, The ECB has been doing quantitative easing for... I think going on, I think a little over three years now, right? Um, similar program to what the U.S. did. Uh, they, they they basically create this money and they buy, they, they conduct, I think they call them open market operations or I don't know what they call them with ECB. And, and they buy these bonds, different government bonds. And so, you know, there's it's it's a little different from, from the Fed, though. I mean, it's not just gov- U.S. government bonds and, and some asset-backed uh, securities now the ecb has to buy up uh, german bonds and italian bonds and french or spanish or whatever you know all these different members of the european union so it's a little bit different but that um as it stands right now that bond buying is is really keeping italy alive they have so much debt they're 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 not i don't know they're in a huge hole that that 
they're probably never going to be able to get out of with this euro system intact now we we can we can argue about whose fault was it was it the eu and and italy joining the eu and and were they taken advantage of i think there's a lot of truth to that right not to say that that all of these these parties that have been in power in italy or greece or portugal or spain or whatever have been fiscally responsible i don't I don't think that's true either. Um, it's it's probably a little bit of both, and and kind of throwing that uh, a, a quote unquote developed economy that with with major you know demographics issues like so many other European countries. Okay, but but anyways, they conduct these open market operations. They, they buy up these different countries' bonds, and you know, roughly how long ago a week ago two weeks ago now when italy was kind of going through this crisis mode basically what was happening is that these two populist parties and and again these 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 are kind of opposite sides of the spectrum these two populist parties that have formed a coalition they're like maybe again i don't want to compare them to to to, to trump's segment of the republican party or anything like that but you could compare it to something like that and bernie sanders supporters kind of linking arms and 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 forming a coalition but anyways they had appointed a finance minister to to you know to that position in italy this was a guy that was pretty euro skeptic okay i i don't know i'm sure you know if he's gonna be totally honest i wouldn't be surprised if he would be prepared to leave the eu and and leave the euro system and you know maybe publicly uh, i don't know exactly where he fell in the spectrum but the EU obviously didn't want that. And, you know, Italy's president actually rejected that. He rejected that nomination. And, and so there was kind of a period of turmoil. And, and you know, kind of during this standoff and, and all that, um, something interesting happened. Okay, first of all, we saw the reaction in the Italian bond markets. We saw it in a lot of markets, but especially the Italian bond markets. Yields rose significantly, meaning the price went down. And that That'd be kind of expected. Okay, political turmoil. But then in June, you know, a, a little bit later, um, you know, this would have been a couple of days ago now, the ECB, the European Central Bank, released, you know, some of this public data that they put out on a monthly basis showing the, basically a summation of their bond purchases and, and kind of a percentage of, you know, how much German or Italian or Spanish or whatever bonds did they buy, and we said something really interesting in this report. This is for the entire month of May, okay? For for a long time, okay, the the percentage of of their total purchases um, that that were Italian bonds for a long time it had been kind of around sixteen percent. Then it rose up to seventeen percent, and you know, as as uh, you know, even as early as um, you know, kind of the. T- January, December, that period of time, it was around 16.5% of their total purchases, Italian bonds. And yet, for May, it fell from almost 17% all the way down to under 15%. So almost 17 all the way under 15 So So something like a 3%, 2% decline. It doesn't sound like a lot, but when 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 you kind of keep in mind that that the bond market was really freaking out the italian bond market was over over a relatively short span you know maybe they were rising throughout may but that freak out session was was relatively small portion of may um they more or less stepped out of the italian bond markets according to to this data i mean i wouldn't be surprised if that's what they did the other interesting thing from the support is that th- their percentage of of german bonds increased 
significantly. All right. So for a long time, it had been, you know, between 22, 24%, kind of in that range. Um, you know, previous to this last month, it actually dipped down to around 20%. But then for May, it spiked up to over 28%, a huge rise, meaning that they were buying a lot more German bonds. And, and well, is that the ECB kind of favoring Germany over Italy? All right. Or, you know, as, as the, uh, who was it? It was the um, EU budget commissioner, as he kind of said, the negative development to the markets will lead Italians not to vote much longer for the populists. Meaning that did the ECB and the EU kind of join together here to punish Italy for, for kind of swaying towards, towards being Eurosceptic? Did they try to punish them in the markets by not buying as many bonds? I think the answer to that question is most likely yes. That's exactly what happened. And this is this is kind of where this gets this this rift is is forming more and more. Um the EU, the 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 European Central Bank, they're kind of abusing their power. They're making it very very political, right? A party, somebody comes into power that they don't like and and they are no longer buying bonds for that for that country. I mean, I, I try and think of, of some way to relate this to the United States. You know, it would be like if if a I don't know a state elected a governor that that was maybe the opposite party of of whoever is in power, and so the federal government cut off all federal funding for that state, or or somewhat cut off funding, right? Reduce their education or or whatever other funding to the state by five percent, ten percent, right? Just because of political differences. Right. That's basically what happened here. Now, it gets more interesting than that, though. OK, so so as I said earlier, Italy kind of needs the ECB as it stands right now in this euro system. You know, without the ECB buying their bonds, yields would go very, very high and Italy would probably default pretty fast on their debt on their debt. They would need a bailout or they would default and, and that would be disastrous. OK, but. You know, with that being said, you know, some European Central Bank um, officials recently over the last couple of days have been talking about potentially uh, tapering quantitative easing, slowing down QE. Now, we have to ask ourselves that if, if ultimately their plan is to kind of be where the Fed is today and, and halt quantitative easing or even start tightening what is that going to do to the Italian bond market? It, there, there's no way that the European Central Bank right now can do that significantly. They cannot significantly taper quantitative easing without risking Italy going under and, and then needing a bailout. And, and even if they do get a bailout, they're still risking a, a currency crisis of, of the entire euro. And obviously, that currency crisis would almost be guaranteed if they didn't bail them out. Um, so what can they do in that direction okay now now where this is kind of interesting is it gets more interesting this is all interesting to me i don't know if it is to you but but um what happens if italy continues to buck the system and yes i said buck b-u-c-k what happens if they continue to move away from the European Union and and maybe they can move in a different direction. Maybe they can be moving closer to, to Russia or to the United States if the U.S. and the EU rift kind of forms between them or maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe towards something like uh, the U.K. or, or non-EU member European countries. You know, 
Um, will the European Central Bank continue on this, on this, I don't know, uh, playing hardball with Italy? I mean, think about it. As much as the ECB wants to be like, hey, we're going to teach them by by screwing them, screwing with their bond markets, and 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 you know they're already screwing with bond markets by buying them, but but we're going to stop these bond purchases to to kind of help Italians make better political decisions. Um, they're playing hardball, okay. And what happens if if Italy calls their bluff? And and you could argue that's exactly what happened over the last couple of weeks that that these populist parties called their bluff because what happens if 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 italian yields spike and and they have a uh, a fiscal crisis and and they need a bailout or or they don't get bailed out well the the eu they they were trying to to influence italian decisions but now they have potentially a a continent-wide crisis on their hands okay and so this is kind of interesting you know it, it it's you know you could compare it to you know when i talk about um the u.s and china china uh obviously you know the u.s buys a lot of chinese goods if the u.s was not buying that many goods or completely stopped buying those goods china would be in a tough spot economically but you know that doesn't mean that they are they're um kind of at our mercy because in some ways we're kind of at china's mercy they have a huge amount of u.s treasury bonds if they were to sell those that would wreak havoc on the u.s economy and the u.s bond markets Similar case, you know, apples and oranges here, but it's kind of a similar dynamic with Italy, I think, and and the European Union slash European Central Bank. And so you have to ask yourself, where is this going forward? And, and you know, I think what we, something that I think is very possible going forward, you know, a country like Italy or Spain or Portugal or Greece or, you know, those, those countries that are just doing poor economically and have for a while, um, you know, I, I got to think that, their population at some point is is going to have they're going to realize and, and sorry about the screaming in the background if you hear that um at some point they're going to realize we've had enough you know things aren't changing things are not getting better maybe it'd be worth doing something like defaulting on our debt in order to you know and and or or totally um moving their debt to 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 some new currency as they leave the euro and leave the eu maybe that turmoil would be worth it maybe that's exactly what we need is a change. And so, you know, I think this this rift as this rift between, you know, pro and, and anti-EU citizens and, and parties and whatever, as it grows, I think that's a very real possibility. It, it's hard to say who will start it. Will it be Italy? They certainly would seem most likely. Uh, it could be something like Greece or something. But, you know, I think it could start with Italy and, and, and you know, just kind of a scenario that I'm thinking out here. Um, Italy either A runs up a ton of money um the ecb pulls their support for them and uh, sorry it runs up a ton of debt the ecb pulls their support for them italy defaults and need a bailout or or whatever it, it doesn't matter their their population is fine with with ro- rocking the boat at that point right or, or or alternatively they could just leave the eu altogether they could they could leave um the euro system and it, it would be tough for italy there's there's no way around that. I don't think suddenly that that if they left the euro system they would be an extremely prosperous country. I don't because they'd be dealing with with major changes to their to their financial system. Plus, I think there'd be a for for some time a lot of European EU countries would be holding a grudge against Italy, right? Like much like many of them probably do with with the UK if if the UK still 
ultimately goes through with this with this Brexit, you know. And so, but but where would that leave the European Union if Italy were to leave? I mean, you got to think after the UK, more or less, you know, they're they're on their way towards the full full the full Brexit. You know, if Italy were to fully exit the European Union and they are on the Euro system, the UK was not. Um, the EU would be on the ropes like it never has been before, right? It would be at the end of the road. They would need something crazy to happen. Um, the ECB would would need to to undertake some really radical, crazy um, policies in order to try and save the European Union, try and save the ECB, and and who knows? You know, I think you could see other countries follow suit. Either a hey, we're going to get out of this, This, you know, we're going we're gonna to jump off the ship before it completely goes under um, and, and kind of join Italy. Or, you know, maybe they're just going to leave the European Union because they see, hey, it worked out for Italy. Or, hey, the ECB, the European Union, the Germany or whatever, they aren't treating us fairly. We, we feel like we are no longer benefiting from the system or that we haven't benefited from the system for a long time now. So, so it, there's a lot of interesting dynamics in, 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 in Europe right now. And, and so, you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this video. And, and especially if you're from Europe or, or you have other insights into this, let me know down below in the comment section. Um, finally, I'd like to say thank you for, for watching this video, for supporting me and, and my channel and being kind of a part of this community. Thank you guys from the bottom of my heart and God bless.